Welcome to Newcastle Going Green, a series of monthly podcasts brought to you by the Newcastle Sustainability Advisory Board. Each episode will give you information about green initiatives and sustainable options you can find around Newcastle. As the holidays are upon us and festivities and celebrations are in motion throughout the town of Newcastle and beyond, our podcast crew started talking about how we can make the holidays more sustainable, and we decided that it starts with our meals. So on today's episode, we will be discussing how to make greener choices for your upcoming holiday menus and where to source the freshest, most environmentally friendly ingredients. So without further ado, on to our episode. Okay, so happy almost holiday time. Uh, we're, we're here on today's podcast. Uh, Alexa and Jordan and I are excited to speak with you about how to create a more sustainable menu for upcoming holidays, what we can do, uh, and how you know local residents could keep it green and everyone could have a more sustainable and organic uh, either Thanksgiving or Christmas or all the various holidays are, are merging right now. So, uh, so, so I'm going to turn it to Jordan here. Uh, Jordan, what, in terms of consumption of meat, what, what, what's your take on that? Yeah. So I feel like a lot of people don't actually know why consuming meat is bad for the environment. Cause you wouldn't like really think that just consuming your every, some people's everyday meals would be harmful, but however, um, it actually is, and it does lead to serious environmental issues. So um, according to the Environmental Working Group, the production, processing, and distribu- distribution of meat requires huge outlays of pesticides, fertilizer, fuel, feed, and water, while releasing greenhouse gases, manure, and a range of toxic chemicals into our air and water. A life cycle analysis conducted by the EWG that took into account the production and distribution of 20 common agricultural products found that red meat, such as beef and lamb, is responsible for 10 to 40 times as many greenhouse gas emissions as common vegetables and grains. The work that is required to process this meat contributes to such a wide range of environmental issues that can be cut down by vegetarian dishes. And this is kind of why a lot of people take the vegetarian route because it's just so much more environmentally sustainable as you can see from the statistic statistic that red meat is responsible for 10 to 40 times as much greenhouse gas emissions as vegetables and grains right there's a lot of also methane yeah they talk about cow uh you know coming out the backside of the cow but actually The methane <laughs> comes out of the front side of the cow. It's yeah. cow burps yeah. <laughs> that, that, that that add a lot to it. So, uh, yeah, it's very important. I think that vegetarian diets can can uh, replace a lot of that, and and we don't need as much, you know, agriculture in terms of, you know, cows, pigs, and they're so cute too. But anyway, <laughs> uh, so um, Jordan, I I mean. Great. We want to ask Alexa uh, about her additional information on a vegetarian diet and if it's good for the planet. Yeah, um, I've been vegetarian for about five years, and a lot of it was just because I love animals, but environmental reasons was a big part of it. And I think along with how much just greenhouse gases the meat industry produces, it's also like really bad for the environment just the amount of land and resources um raising livestock 
takes in comparison to agriculture and the deforestation that comes with that. And just in comparison, like the um, you could you you could create so much more sustainable agriculture on the land that we use for livestock and feed so many more people and use so many less resources. So I think just finding ways to use what we have like with maximum output and with being sustainable and not just depleting like so many resources and also along with livestock like the fishing industry is also doing a lot of harm and overfishing and right so there's that's a lot of a big part of it yeah there's a lot of waste there's a lot of food waste mm-hmm. food production uh there's so many people that need to be fed and we throw millions of pounds of food out so yeah. there's there's a lot of work to do and uh we need people to understand that that's you know, very important that they become proactive in things like this and and it starts right at your home and it starts now at, during the holiday time with the with the holiday you know table you know what what, what you're going to put on that table and and you're going to have different people at your 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 different holiday meals that might be vegetarian it might be you know they don't you know, someone who's cooking is going to have to go, I have to think about this, you know, I have to think about how I can feed those who are not going to eat this turkey, right? Uh, so I don't know, Jordan, I don't know if you could switch to that quickly, but uh, about what the alternative could be and any suggestions for 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 the turkey too. Yeah, so I'll definitely like talk about that, but it's also important to note, like just going back on the waste, U.S., mm-hmm. We right. discard 120 billion pounds of food each year, which is an absurd amount of food that mm-hmm. just gets wasted and just filling our environment with just leading to more environmental issues that we just, it's just a really hard statistic to um, hear. Right. It, it um, is. And no yeah, one understands. Or re- I mean, a lot of people don't realize it, which is why this podcast, we're trying to get that information out to people. Yeah. And, and both of you are, you know, examples of, you know, of being proactive and doing this podcast, giving information to you know, other students and, and people in our community and hopefully, you know, out further to, uh, to start thinking that way. You know, yeah. So. And this time of the, this time of the years when food gets wasted the most because of the holidays, people overcook and everything. So it's important to know that locally there are a lot of food donation places um, that you can drop off your food at, such as um, the Mount Kisco Food Donation Bank and the Community Center in Katona. Um, those are just great resources that people in Chapico can use if they have leftover food to try and cut back on their waste. Right. They're specific, you know, they can go online and check it out to see what they need also. You know, yeah. there's certain certain parameters of what they take and those uh they're they're very you know important in the community for, for those who 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 need that that extra meal so people get out there do stuff yeah uh, we, we need to do stuff so uh you know in in terms of in environmental benefits of purchasing from a local uh organic farm uh there's one in our areas hilltop hanover farm and i know alexa that you you were there over the summer uh yeah as uh, doing an internship and so what are the benefits of purchasing from a local organic farm like hilltop 
Yeah, so I interned um, on the education team and also in the field. So partly I was able to see just like all of the ways the farm practices sustainability. Like they won't um, do tilling, which is when the farms roll over roll over the soil and a bunch of carbon dioxide gets released. So they need to think of sustainable alternatives to that. They like mm -hmm. use machinery, gas-fueled machinery as little as possible. Pretty much all of the work is like man-made, but it's also about finding that balance of not having too many staff that need to drive there every day because that's using resources as well. So they're just really conscious about like every decision they make and its effect on the environment. And then they're also really big on educating, especially children. Like I would have kidscamps.com and these like six-year-old kids know so much about sustainable agriculture and like they're buying all their produce from this farm. So it's really great. So first just supporting something that's so community-centered and so focused on sustainability makes a big difference. And then also when you buy local, it's avoiding the... um like the huge lines of gas-fueled production from bigger agricultural companies that you'd be buying from at a supermarket. Um, and it's just contributing less to that. So right. it'll make a big difference. And also all of their produce, since they're growing it right here, is in season. And compared to like if you bought from a supermarket, that's most likely if you're buying out-of-season produce grown in another country that takes a lot of fuel and resources to get flown over here yeah local is is certain local is certainly better mm -hmm. and i know the you were talking about not not tilling and regenerative farming is something that's becoming uh that more farms are using and you know it, it's like there's a there's a documentary called biggest little farm which gives you an example of what they do and you know different ways to use soil uh they 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 don't till they they use cover crops they use yeah. goats and other uh, animals they right? their cow manure they compost and then right. use that for their soil so it's really just like everything gets cycled through and nothing gets wasted right that's what we're trying to is get the waste from you know try to stop the waste and and composting is also another important thing yeah. And I will add, while we're talking about composting, is that uh, you can compost your scraps right here in Newcastle, and you can purchase a starter compost kit for $35 at the Newcastle Recycling Center. Yes, we have one. And there's other things you can, you know, bring there. And so if you go to the Recycling Center at 210 Joan Corwin Way, which used to be Hunts Lane, and you can get compost kits to to put all your scraps in and bring them to the center and you'll be reducing your carbon footprint. Definitely <laughs> so, a better alternative to just throwing it in your trash. Yeah. yeah. So it, it, but there are way, you know, people are thinking about that, which is really, really good and really very, very important. So uh, what about, what do you think uh, in, in terms of your vegetarian uh, things that you can do for your meals at home. You guys have any recipes or any thing that you can talk about in terms of what you would make or what you would suggest people? Yeah, yeah. I feel like there's so much good stuff that you can find online. I feel 
like there's more of a vegetarian, we're leaning towards more of a vegetarian trend, but um, a recipe that I do know is, um, it's an alternative to turkey. So perfect for Thanksgiving. It's Mm -hmm. mild in flavor, um, treated just like a protein. It's Burmese tofu. And this is chickpea flour, oil and water into a sturdy tofu-like dish. You can dress it however you want, make it flavorful, start with vegan gravy, cranberry sauce, which is usually vegan, and dairy-free mashed potatoes, meatless stuffing. And those are kind of just like more classic Thanksgiving flavors that you can really spice up the tofu with. But tofu is definitely a great alternative to meat. And especially, um, it is a great source of protein too. So Mm -hmm. you'll still be full and you won't be having you'll be having 10 times, 10 to 40 times less of a carbon footprint as you would have been if you're eating turkey. Wow. That sounds like a really, I love the name Burmese tofu. Yeah, right. It's got that Asian flair, perhaps. I don't know, although you're cranberry sauce. I'm not sure how that, but that's, hey, I just bought cranberries today and I can't wait wait to to make uh, some some meatless stuff. (laughs) So, uh, I mean, my my one thing I love is uh, it, it has the word steaks in it. I don't know. It's cauliflower steaks. What you do is you take the cauliflower and you you slice it, you know, like three quarter inch slices and you you bake them and you drizzle it with, you know, olive oil, salt, pepper, uh, paprika, you know, anything you might want. And you just bake them for approximately 30 minutes and flip them over after 15. It's really good. And yeah. It would yeah. be, it would be really, yeah, it is. Yeah. It's a, I know. You, Alexa, are since you're a vegetarian, uh, give us your your uh, take on things and what you like and, yeah. and you know. Well, cauliflower is really good for like a lot of sort of fake meat type stuff. Like I make mm-hmm. cauliflower buffalo wings a lot in the air fryer. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're so good. And honestly, Ooh. anything in the air fryer, yeah, is so good. Um, so you gotta give me the recipe for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I haven't okay. tried that yet, but I I take yeah, it the sauce, make, the, make sauce the buffalo is key. sauce, right? Buffalo make sauce. the buffalo sauce like you would, and just like soak the cauliflower in it, right? And right. Put it in the air fryer. That sounds delicious. To me. I love hot stuff, so buffalo mm-hmm. sauce is up is definitely up my alley. But it's not from the buffalo. It's <laughs> <laughs> so so that that's a that's a good alternative. And so what I mean, you you said you became uh, a vegetarian five years ago. What what brought you to that discovery? Like, I'm not gonna eat meat anymore. What I mean, your personal take on uh, your yeah. aha moment, so to speak. Um, at first, it was because of just how much I love animals. Like, I always just thought cat, like cows and goats, were so cute. And then one day, it sort of just like clicked randomly. I was like, oh, why am I eating them? Right. <laughs> um. I can see that. And then, Is anyone else in your family a vegetarian or just No, you? I was I made the rest of my family go. Oh really? Now my oh, that's good. Pescatarian. Um, but no. Pescatarian. Else. Is that a fish? You can eat fish? Eat yeah. Fish. That's how I started. And then I watched um Sea Spiracy. Ooh. And it was with all about like the environmental impacts of the fishing industry. Mm-hmm. And since then I haven't eaten fish. I can um, I don't particularly I'm not a fish eater because I don't like the taste of fish so if I can get to the point where I'm like not gonna eat chicken then I will be a full-fledged vegetarian yeah. 
I think not a vegan, not a vegan, but a vegetarian. I I, I, I like eggs, you know, so I, I, you know, there are certain things the vegan you can't eat. Even yeah. they go a little to the other, you know, a little, a little too uh, much. Yeah, for, I think it's sort of just like finding a balance and knowing that like, it doesn't need to be an extreme, but even just if you don't even want to give up meat yet, eating less is still making a big difference. It doesn't need to be all or nothing. Right. Just like we talked about, like I mentioned, like last podcast, the weekday vegetarian, right? Maybe even a week and what? Yeah, pick a day, a few days. One or two days. Uh, We we try to get meatless Monday. We we had a you know an SAB meatless Monday uh, a few couple years. I think it was before COVID, uh, and we we put that out there for for people to you know try to eat less you know don't eat red meat don't eat meat at all on on that monday and and uh it's uh just to get the word out to educate yeah. or just you know you plant an idea in someone's head and you hope that maybe they'll remember like maybe maybe i'll do this on monday or maybe you know on tuesday who knows or on the weekend but but one day a week just pick that you don't yeah. have have meat and and uh there's a lot of stuff you can eat like buffalo cauliflower yeah and then another if you want a little motivation to eat less meat another documentary i watched was what the health that that's about the health impacts of meat. what the that, health okay that turned me off pretty quickly yeah yeah sometimes these documentaries they get there's also one called wasted that were the uh, it was the last unfortunately the last project that anthony bourdain, bourdain was involved with and uh, it's about the food waste and he works with chefs and, uh, you know, it's just, it's similar. And, you know, when they show certain things and when they show the cattle, sometimes you look at those pictures and you go like, you just, you can't take it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but people, you know, people, they want to eat what they want to eat, but hopefully they'll come around a little bit. And, and, and that's, you know, what we're trying to get out. We're trying to just, say there are things you can do to be a little more uh, again proactive in in reducing your carbon footprint and meals and and during the holidays because as you said there's there's a lot of waste in holidays Uh, yeah yeah actually i found there was a recent study from refed that estimated 305 million pounds of food wasted just on thanksgiving oh wow yes which is crazy so definitely just one of the biggest things you could do is reduce waste. And even just, I think people make so much more than they could possibly need for Thanksgiving. So just like coordinating with everyone that's going about Mm -hmm. bringing what, making sure it's a reasonable amount and even like sending your guests home with some reusable leftovers so that nothing gets thrown out. Yeah, learning to love leftovers is definitely beneficial too. Yeah. yeah, I have to admit, I did. You know, my mom made the best turkey sandwiches. Mm-hmm. You know, she just yeah, did. you could have that for the next week. Yeah, we, yeah. we had it. It yeah. was we look forward to the turkey sandwiches <laughs> almost more than the turkey. It was uh, she 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 just mom was a, was a good cook. My grandmother was an amazing cook, and uh, so so I, I mean, I like I like to cook, and again, I'm trying to get more you know, towards, towards that. Uh, so in terms of, um, learning to love, you know, you said that guests should, you know, bring things and know what they're bringing. What about scaling back on your menu a bit? I mean, what, 
you know, what would be, what would be that? What would we do to scale back? Make less know, things like, or just make more veggie? Th- I mean, what, what's your thoughts on that? I think a mix of making less, making more plant-based options. Like I know I've had Thanksgivings in the past where they do like two turkeys, like mm, a deep right. fried one and then one cooked away. Someone else wants it. But like majority of that does not get eaten. So just um, making a reasonable amount of food. Okay. Sounds good. That doesn't get wasted. Yeah, also, go ahead, Jordan. Also locally sourcing it would help as well. Right. Farmers markets. You know, yeah. Yeah. Farm, get the farmers markets up and they do they do stay open longer than you think. Yeah, yeah. it's still open. It's cold and rainy. It's they're right. open. Right. There's some places that they just uh, they're able to have it. They used to have it inside, but there are places that still have it outside so mm-hmm. get those heat lamps out so mm-hmm. you know that there's good food in these places and 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 again hilltop hanover is another example i'm not sure how far they go into the winter do you know um i think they are they're open for about another month but i'm not mm-hmm. positive they definitely will be open they have all the thanksgiving produce i'm not sure if they'll be open for christmas yeah so but there are and also there's dig farm uh, which is in north salem yeah hilltops in yorktown and hilltops in yorktown and there's local farmers and and when you do go to your farmer's market you know become friends with your farmer and they know you every week and they know what you like and Uh it's really kind of cool to just you know know the farmer um i have a laughing farm Oh, I think it's Laughing Fork, a CSA that I go to. And I know Hilltop has CSA, right? Yeah, they do. Okay. So um, people can, you know, you can log, maybe log in and find out about the CSAs for the for the next summer. So, yeah. but anyway, so there's a lot of information out there. Just again, be proactive, go, go to places that are more plant-based or cook more plant-based in your house and then we'll all be giving, you know, the atmosphere a breath. So, mm-hmm. so anything else, guys? Or Jordan, you want to wrap? Yeah, well, I think that's all. I think we covered really some good alternatives, some important facts to just, you know, make people more aware. And I think this has been a really fun episode just to, you know, I'm, now I'm hungry, ready to eat a delicious. <laughs> Me too. I got to get that cauliflower out. Yeah. I got to get that barbecue, that, that sauce. You got to tell me which is the... The wing sauce you use. Oh, that a recipe. Uh, I'll send it over. We should put yeah. it on actually on the website. Yeah, we can post it. That would oh, be great. Put definitely. your put your your various recipes on there, ladies. All right. Yeah. So Jordan, you want to wrap? Yeah. So we just want to thank all of our listeners who listened into this episode of Newcastle Going Green. And we hope that people can try and take a more sustainable option this year for Thanksgiving, the holidays, and maybe just in general. We hope you'll join us next month. For more info about the Sustainability Advisory Board, you can visit our section of the Newcastle website at www.mynewcastle.org Sustainability Advisory Board, the SAB Facebook page, or email us at sab at mynewcastle.org with any questions or ideas. Thank you to Alicia Moore for all of your Malloy for all of your behind the scenes help. I'm Jordan Silver along with Maxine Margaruba and Alexa Troop, and we'll see you next time.